National Education Association Seeks World Transformation. The National Education Association's NEA annual convention took place last week in Chicago. It opened with a theatrical speech act by NEA President Rebecca Becky Pringle, who has no dearth of pride in the amazing accomplishments of the NEA members. Pringle cited as inspiration for world transformation not systemically oppressed persons of color like Thomas Sowell, Carol Swain, or Glenn Lowry, but former Black Panther and current radical Angela Davis. And I quote Pringle, We must share the view Professor Davis holds dear, whether it is a mind, a heart, a school, a community, or our world, transformation is always possible. Change is always possible, NEA, because of you, end quote, but wild applause for themselves. Of the many troubling things Pringle emoted on this day, this may be the most troubling, quote, NEA, you are answering my call to lead a movement that unites not just our members, but this entire nation to reclaim public education as a common good as the foundation of this democracy, and then transform it into something it was never designed to be, a racially and socially just and equitable system that prepares every student, every student, every student, everyone to succeed in this diverse and interdependent world, end quote. Yes, she was cacophonously shouting about the NEA's goal of transforming public education into something it was never designed to be. Precisely how are socially just and equitable defined and by whom? How does the NEA propose to achieve those socially constructed goals? Well, the NEA plans to achieve those goals by using taxpayer-funded schools with captive audiences to promote sexual perversity, sexual confusion, science denial, the slaughter of the unborn, compulsory language mandates, censorship of ideas they hate, and the destruction of the nuclear family. That's how. Pringle went on to bemoan recent Supreme Court decisions. Quote, the rights many of us have spent a lifetime fighting to secure are being stripped away in our lifetimes. We've known since 2016, since that fateful election, that this day would come, that we would feel the effects of a radicalized Supreme Court issuing decisions that do not reflect the views or the values of America. We knew that the ground had shifted and the stage had been set to move us further away from the promise of America for all Americans, from decisions on school prayer that attack religious freedom to vouchers that threaten the right to a universal public education, to the long-term devastating impact of the Supreme Court's decision to hijack the fundamental freedom to decide for ourselves when and how to have a family, end quote. The Supreme Court that overturned Roe v. Wade, a decision that even leftist law professors have long acknowledged, had no grounding in the Constitution, that Supreme Court is radical, but the Supreme Court that overturned marriage for the whole country was not? Allowing more privileged, more powerful, pregnant persons the legal right to have 
powerless, non-privileged humans killed constitutes the promise of America? And here I thought the promise of America was to recognize that all men have been created equal and endowed by our creator with the unalienable right to life. Has Pringle read any books on history, civics, or government? I mean, other than Howard Zinn's People's History of America and the 1619 Project? Allowing a coach the freedom to choose to pray silently on a football field after a game constitutes an attack on religious freedom? Providing school vouchers that help give impoverished families a tiny bit of freedom to choose where and how their children are educated constitutes threatening the right to a universal public education? What Pringle and her thought control collaborators don't want is for moms and dads who have to work two jobs in order to make ends meet to be allowed to choose not to have their children indoctrinated by leftists who want to turn public education into something it was never intended to be. Pringle then resumed her shrieking, quote, As we have for decades, we will fight tirelessly for the right to choose. We will never stop. We will fight unceasingly for the rights of our LGBTQ plus students and educators. We will say gay. We will say trans. We will use the words that validate our students and their families, words that encourage them to walk in their authenticity, to love themselves fully, to become who they are meant to be, end quote. What if walking in their authenticity includes sadomasochism, polyamory, infantilism, or any other of the myriad paraphilias that delight fallen humans? Will Pringle encourage those students to love themselves fully and become who they are meant to be? Who exactly means people to be gay or cross-sex impersonators? And how does Pringle know that's how some people are meant to be? Is it the mere presence of persistent, unchosen desire that tells Pringle how someone or something intended those people to be? Do all unchosen, powerful, persistent desires have to be affirmed so humans can fully love themselves? Pringle's proclamations, we will say gay, we will say trans, are an allusion to the Florida law that prohibits teachers from initiating conversations about homosexuality and cross-sex impersonation in grades K through 3. So Pringle has announced defiantly that creepy members of the NEA should violate Florida law in order to impose their socially constructed assumptions about sexuality on other people's 5 to 9-year-olds. Funny how leftists who now treat the appointments of Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, and Amy Coney Barrett as an outrage and insult to the democratic process, were never exercised when, according to Politico, quote, Democrats almost exclusively named federal judges and Supreme Court justices for decades of the 22 open Supreme Court seats between 1933 and 1968 17 were filled by Democratic presidents, and Eisenhower's five nominees included Earl Warren and William Brennan, two future progressive icons, end quote. Pringle believes that the NEA's ideological world domination goals are thwarted by unceasing attacks. She said, we have weathered countless attacks on our profession, on us, 
We have become exhausted by the demands created by crippling educator shortage. We have felt our voices grow hoarse from demanding professional pay and the respect we deserve, end quote. Maybe the NEA has something to do with the crippling educator shortage. Maybe liberty-loving young people don't want to enter the teaching profession because it is controlled by leftists who demand ideological conformity from faculty, who demand that teachers promote sexual deviance and ideas derived from critical theory, and who disrespect parental rights and transparency. Maybe veteran teachers are dropping out for the same reasons. Maybe teachers young and old don't want to be forced to be vaccinated. Maybe conservative teachers, young and old, are tired of being attacked by taxpayers for the inappropriate decisions leftist teachers make and which dissenting educators are not free to criticize. Maybe leftist educators are getting paid too much and are getting all the respect they deserve. Maybe teachers or those considering the teaching profession don't support the commitment of the NEA to profile, quote, the largest 25 organizations that are actively working to diminish a student's right to honesty in education, freedom of sexual and gender identity, and teacher autonomy, end quote. Maybe they object to the NEA plans to spend more than $47 million to elect friendly candidates, pro-labor judges, lobby for or against legislation, and support state and local affiliates in ballot measure campaigns. Maybe they object to the NEA's decision to, quote, publicly stand in defense of abortion and reproductive rights and encourage members to participate in activities, including rallies and demonstrations, lobbying and political campaigns, educational events, and other actions to support the right to abortion. The self-important Pringle arrogantly declares to the NEA members the importance of the NEA's work. Quote, you understand that our work is fundamental to this nation. You have accepted the profound trust that has been placed in us. End quote. No, the work of the NEA is not fundamental to this nation. In reality, the NEA's work is fundamental to no one and nothing but leftist ideologues, their beliefs, their systems, and their socio-political agenda. No leftist event would be complete without an attack on the Second Amendment, and Pringle did not disappoint. She claimed to have, quote, listened to the stories of young people who experience gun violence in their communities every day. But Pringle never mentioned that virtually every mass killer in America's history has come from a broken, dysfunctional family. Leftists can't say that because they are committed to the lie that all family structures serve children equally. The NEA's work contributes to the slaughter of the unborn, to a false understanding of sexual differentiation, sexual ethics, marriage, and family, to an imbalanced, erroneous view of history, to the dismantling of democratic institutions, to the erosion of liberty, tolerance, ideological diversity, and civility. The NEA is destroying public education, disrespects parental rights, and foments division. The NEA is plucking out all the threads that hold society together. At least Pringle admits two true things. She said, quote, You have found a way to resist, even as you hold on to joy. 
creative and courageous, prepared and persistent. You stand in the power of the NEA, and the NEA stands in the power that is you. End quote. Wild applause for themselves again. It is true that the NEA has power, too much power. And it is true that the NEA resists. It resists relinquishing power. Pringle waxes melodramatic as she focuses not on the needs of children and their families, but on the weepiness of poor, pitiful NEA members. She said, For over a year, I have traveled this nation to listen to the voices of, to learn from, and to be inspired by our NEA members. I've listened to educators describe their challenges as tears stream down their cheeks. End quote. Today's educators live and move and have their being in narcissism, narrative, and deep feelings. So anecdotes about themselves weeping are even better than self-congratulations. There was little to inspire truth seekers in Pringle's performance, but there was this, and I quote her, resistance is the secret of joy, end quote. It's good to know that Pringle looks favorably at resistance, because finally parents are resisting the efforts of public servants to force their socially constructed views on the nature and morality of cross-sex impersonation, homoeroticism, and human slaughter on all American children. I hope Pringle realizes one person's attack on the NEA is another person's act of resistance, which Pringle believes is the secret of joy.